It is time for Off the Grid with uh, Procon SA right here on uh, E-Radio. Another interesting week. We thought we were rid of load shedding and then, uh, when was it? Wednesday. Boom. Hello. Load shedding returned. And uh, that's exactly what we're discussing now. All things related to uh, power and uh, solar power. We do it every Thursday morning at uh, 10 o'clock here on E-Radio. Today, joining us from uh, Procon SA is Henku Deval. Henku, a very big hello to you. Ian, thank you for having me. How are you doing? I'm great, thank you. I'm just uh, concerned that load shedding is back because our president gave such a nice speech and I thought our troubles would be over. But how naive was I? (laughs) <laughs> yes, uh, at this stage everyone is sitting on the edges of their seats Yeah, Wondering what's going to happen next And But hopefully I can shed some light for you on that And hopefully we can discuss it all Yeah, well, you see can see what's going on You can shed some light if the light works, you know <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I will only shed some light until stage six <laughs> And then... <laughs> Then okay. my light is out as well. Fantastic. So, so okay, Henku, what we're going to do is we're going to look at some uh, news items, uh, things that made the news this week related to uh, electricity uh, in uh, South Africa especially. And then we're going to uh, look at our main topic for today, and that is about uh, South African solar power systems and how they uh, perform in winter. Let's look at some of the uh, news items uh, this week. Uh, very interesting to see. Uh, I saw this today and I'm very impressed. Uh, Between February and July 2022, the city of Cape Town protected its customers from 722 hours of load shedding. How incredible is that? It's all thanks to, uh, is it Steenbras, I think? Yes, and and all of our systems that we implemented. I, I think it's a combination of everything. Yes, it's it's definitely it's definitely uh, our power plants over here, and most importantly, it's our infrastructure, and and then again, it's our generation capabilities, and and that amounts to our green generation, our water generation, our nuclear generation, and as as you know that we escaped on, we're very rich in in terms of that. So. If, if there's any form of technology that might be beneficial, Cape Town have certainly adopted it. Yeah, and I think the other cities and areas can learn uh, from from what Cape Town is doing, especially with uh, Mayor Jordan Hill-Lewis being so active on it and pushing and pushing to get Cape Town to be more independent from ESCOM, which I, I really like. I'd love to see that in our other cities and towns as well, but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Okay, and then... Yes, uh, no, of course. Yeah. And yeah. then, Henku, uh, another thing, a very worrying uh, story that we saw this week is the Hawks arresting a former ESCOM senior billing uh, lady. She allegedly oh, defrauded yes. the company of 11 million rand. A 44-year-old woman, uh, apparently she put false meter readings into ESCOM's billing system and that was from uh, 2011 to 2021, so 10 years she got away with it, causing uh, customers to be charged less for electricity. So I think if you look at the bigger picture, it's not just uh, the power plants that uh, you know are, are in need of uh, urgent uh, maintenance and all the other problems. It's also because of fraudulent activities inside ESCOM that we're sitting with the problem that we're sitting with today. 
Oh, Ian, oh, definitely. Uh, it's not only inside of ESCOM, it's outside as well. If you look at if you look at all the hot wires and, on, well, if you call it hot connections, the guys are doing in, in our, in our um, areas and communities where the guys are starting to just blatantly in, you know, just, just stealing electricity and just taking it. That's one part of it, the defrauding and the meter readings and you even get situations where there's people on facebook selling electricity onto a discounted price now wow all of these all of these all of these things amount to amount to a very grim situation yeah it all adds up and then eventually you have a house of cards coming down you know um but i mean that 11 million that the woman stole i mean imagine what escom could do with that money you know they now they rid of that money and how many of these activities are still going on and they've been undetected for like this case almost 10 years i would imagine countless yeah. I would imagine countless exactly and that's why we're yes. sitting here because people are just looking after their own pockets Yes, and year after year, you, and that's 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 the fraudulent scandals. But year after year, you you read the preposterous salaries the guys are getting, mm-hmm. and and all the bonuses, and and all the, um, well, yes, you know, all the benefits, yeah. you may say, and all, all that they are getting. And as soon as the whistle is blown on that, everybody is astounded, and ooh, how is this happening? But. You know that that eleven million is almost is almost nothing compared to some of the bonuses and some of the things yeah. that are paid out and yeah. So definitely, yeah. it all comes back to like you said when you said about our mayor. I think it's I think it's about leadership and and of course Eskom did a few changes with um, with their leadership as well. Mm. And but they still have they still have a lot of and still have a lot of work to do. Yeah, definitely. And then, um, Henku, moving on, uh, interesting uh, to see that uh, the interest in electric vehicles is increasing here in South Africa. I think with the petrol price, uh, you can't blame people for looking at other options, apart from donkey carts, of course. Uh, But, uh, yeah, it's interesting to see that people want to go the EV way, the electrical uh, vehicle way here in South Africa. But imagine now everybody's going on to the EVs. I mean, Eskom's also not going to like that, eh? (laughs) Yes, and we, and we and we should never forget our old Benoni boy, Elon Musk, as <laughs> as 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 well, um, provoked a little bit of attention towards the fact, and I think those guys are making some good headways. And yes, the battery industry is helping a lot. We as South Africa is proud, proud, proud manufacturers of very, very, very well, and very well made. Um, batteries and and we are very very prominent battery manufacturers that we do export and and all of that i'm sure will will definitely benefit that industry tremendously because as you know that there's only two main components well they say there's only one moving component and that's the motor and obviously the wheels but Mm. that's the only things that can break and apart from the shocks and those things if you have a good battery and and with our new battery technology and the solid state batteries that are coming out from Toyota and all those guys, I'm I'm sure it's gonna be it's it's gonna make a boom. 
Yeah. Yes, it's definitely the future. We should we should just get ourselves to a situation where we can increase our green footprint, so we can get to a point where our um, electricity costs can can come down. Things like electric vehicles and those things start being affordable and start being being a thing that you can consider without the risk of saying, "But this is going to break the bank on on recharging." Well, let's hope we get to uh, that point. I don't know. Well, uh, moving on, I see that uh, government uh, this week also spoke about uh, the big six, they call it, looking at uh, adding six more power stations to South Africa. And I suppose one of them would be the one in Richards Bay where they're planning to build a 3,000 megawatt gas power plant. But now... Groundwork, a non-profit environmental justice organization, has asked the High Court to halt the authorization of ESCOM's plan to build that power plant in Richards Bay. So now that's been delayed. Uh, I just want to ask you, why would environmentalists have a problem with this gas power plant? What exactly is it going to do to the environment? Well, in that in that exact situation, I'm not quite sure, but it always amounts to uh, it amounts to a couple of things. Where where you get Cape Town, for instance, where something like that happens a year, it's always it, it might always be a situation either the whales or or our fame boss that that we have in this regions and that are critical um, biostructures. And I and I'm sure it's something like that. Even even if it's maybe the gas deposits that they are worried about leakage and and it's maybe it may be ocean life or whatever so it's usually those type of things but i know um last week as well that um that president ramaposa approved the expedite so they expedite the environmental impact reports on those things so they can get these projects going so they got three separate companies, um, independent companies, to audit it and and to expedite the process. So this environmental impact reports can get finished, and they can continue with the project. Yeah. So that was definitely definitely a thing that was implemented two weeks ago. That they said that all right, there is they they gonna definitely where it usually was supposed to be a couple of years. It's gonna be a couple of months now. Mm. And also chatting to Marius last week, he mentioned all the red tape involved with uh, applying for uh, these uh, solar generation projects. And he mentioned to me how many applications he's got that's pending at the moment. And they just doing it for completely absurd reasons, like something hasn't been that, uh, what is it, dot your I's and uh, cross your T's, you know, just simply for those reasons, which is ridiculous. Uh, So there's still a lot of red tape involved, unfortunately, even though the president had that speech, which gave us hope. Yes. Yeah, but, but you know, the, the red tape um, on that eye up when you talk about 300 megawatts and those type of power plants, the red tape is, is not nearly the same as the red tape on a residential or light commercial scale, but it, it is it is it's far worse. It's far worse. And the guys, mm-hmm. are, the, the, guys are really, the guys are really invested in those projects and those are loads of money that's going through those projects. So even from the workforces are up, it's, it's just it's just a hassle. And now we covered most of uh, what's important uh, this week in news uh, regarding the electricity situation in South Africa. And we move on to the topic for today. And that is the question, can South Africa solar power systems underperform 
in winter. Now, I would I have absolutely no idea, but just thinking about it, uh, you have less sun, you have more extreme uh, weather uh, and uh, more clouds and uh, extreme, extremely low temperatures. So how does it affect uh, this solar system, uh, Henku? All right. First of all, um, when you take that whole concept into consideration, you have to first start at the beginning, and that is when you look at any map and the map of the world, you get, um, obviously, as you know, that if you move closer to the equator, it's hotter, and then further to the poles, it gets colder. Now, certain um, what we do is we uh, look at the radiation report. Now, the, the radiation report of any area that would that is a study that has been done that will give you the amount of sunlight and radiation it got on the surface of um, the, the surface of the earth over over a year period so in terms of cape town when we do our radiation reports on on cape town and places of cape town and um, we get to where we get to where one is your normal when we say one kilowatt is when you have one kilowatt of generation power you receive one kilowatt of out of it so we actually get to a situation in the summer times where we do 1.6 and even 2.1 so we we are in a in, we we've got good conditions we've got good conditions in south africa and Yes, and we, even in the winter, we perform quite well, and we perform way better than other countries. So, okay, well, that's great to hear, Henku. So it is still sunny enough for these solar systems to perform, because I always had this uh, idea in the back of my mind, or just, uh, you know, just the way you see things without knowing the facts, that if there's not enough sunshine, then you can't uh, power your house or your geezer if it works uh, with uh, solar. But I'm wrong. Yes, no, definitely, definitely. When you get um, the the sun will always be the um, the generation power. So when we look at the sun, and we look at the amount of solar panels that you got, is the generation power. So when you when you want to start running your systems overnight, and maybe in days where there's no generation or something like that, you're going to need batteries to sustain that to sustain that. But um, in terms of generation power, we are pretty lucky in South Africa, and we are situated quite good. So, so we are we we get to situations where we work on a commercial stage where you have an export manager. Where, it, for instance, in the summer where we generate more electricity um, on the solar panels than we than the company are using, they export that electricity just to use it at a later time at night times or during the winter okay well that's great okay and uh, then yes. uh, uh, concluding uh, our discussion for uh, today henku uh, you of course at procon uh, specialize in solar systems uh, how can you help me if i'm uh, tired of escom and i want to get off the grid well getting off the grid first of all i would i would suggest first first look at your budget look at the type of deal you want to do if you want to do a rent to own if you want to buy something you want to invest see on what your budget is and and what your needs are and try to match those two with each other because you know it is a kind of a costly situation if you get to a situation where you want to get off the grid you're going to need some batteries um, paired with the inverter and mm. some and some panels and the size and all of that will be dependent on on 
either what your budget is or what your approach is going to be. You might say, listen, I'm, I'm going to go full out. I'm going to go off the grid, but I'm going to finance. I'm going to finance my options. And then we can provide you with option like that. We do even provide options where we do PPAs, where we say you have zero investment in going off grid. You phone us and we put some infrastructure and you buy your electricity from from us and it's just at a cheaper rate so that is all in in solar solutions that we provide every type of solutions for even for the guys that are zero money wow so, so anybody can go so, solar so you, nowadays any anybody can go solar anybody can commit to that and and with the prices of our escom you're always going to do it less than what you're paying now yeah exactly and you're going to thank yourself yeah. uh, in the future when when things really in, in go in the long bad. run exactly even when you do rent to own all these systems they've got guarantees and warranties far exceeding 10 years with the solar panel even amounts to 20 years so all of these it depends on what brands you take obviously but those warranties far exceed any any um in well, any rent to own or any option, that any financing option you might take. So it will always be beneficial for you in the long run. Exactly. And, and if we want to chat to you, uh, you guys at uh, Procon SA Henku, how do we uh, get in touch with you? Well, it's either via our email, that is info at Procon SA, well, the Procon hyphen SA dot CO dot ZA. And um, then you can visit us on our website. It's www.procon hyphen SA dot com. And then obviously there's our telephone numbers. All our contact details are on, on, um, on our website as provided. And you are more than welcome to visit our Facebook pages as well on Facebook Procon SA. And all our contact details are available there. You don't need to leave any messages. Directors, contact details are there. Everything so you will be able to get contact of us. Yeah, I'm sure somehow they'll 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 be able to contact you. But we also have right. the, the contact details below the podcast, and also uh, uh, when we do the posts on social media. So there really is uh, no excuse to say that you don't see the contact numbers. It is all over the show. <laughs> okay, yes, for sure, and we we will be there to help. Exactly, Henku. Thank you so much. It was nice to talk to you uh, for a change, and uh, you talk a little bit less than your father. But uh, <laughs> still fantastic information. A big uh, thank you to you. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, and that's it for today's edition of Off the Grid. All right. Thank you, Ian. I do appreciate it. Thank you for spending the time with me. Let's face it load shedding isn't going anywhere, not anytime soon. So don't you think it's time to get off the grid? Say goodbye to load shedding and hello to freedom. It's not as expensive as you think. You can simply rent to own. Start your solar journey with an entry-level system and systematically grow it to eventually be completely self-sustainable and off-grid. Procon SA will be there every step of the way. Contact Marius on 082-692-0246 or email marius at procon-sa.co.za. And don't forget to catch Marius on e-radio every Thursday morning at 10 o'clock 
chatting about all things solar and going green. The only way is Procon SA.